I will give you two dollars <laughs> if you say right now, look into the camera and say, I want an arty party in my mouth. Pass. This is LA Kings Fan Talk, where we know nothing. And now, your hosts, Rodney, Rob, and Mike. What is up, Kings fans? Well, the winning streak had to come to an end sometime, right? But the Kings get 7 out of 8 points, going 3-0-1-1 on their Canadian road trip. So before we get into it, I want to throw something out there. I want to say that I think this comes at the perfect time, because I think we all know that McClellan is not going to change the lineup at all if we're winning, right? So this comes at a good time, because now we can actually send some people down and insert, you know, Anderson, Velarde, Arvidsson, whoever. What were the what were the moves that happened today? They uh, or yesterday they sent Tynan down, so he's going to be down with the rain again. So that opens up one spot. So I, I'm pretty sure that's one of the spots, which should open up the spot for Anderson. Did you guys see the stuff about Arvidsson still being sick? I don't know if you saw that. Yeah, I saw it wasn't COVID, but he was sick. Yeah, he's outside of COVID protocol, so I don't know if he'll be, he'll be back by Wednesday. But let's say that. Let's say both Velarde and Arvidsson are good to go on Wednesday. What two players do you send down? The ones that we can. There's not a bigger fan of Kaliev. Yep. Yet I'm okay with him going down and yeah. you know, try and catch some fire down there again. I don't know? like seeing him on the fourth line, so sending him yeah, down just, I don't would like be good it. for it. Yeah. So who's the other guy? For a while, I was going to say Grunstrom, but now he's, yeah, but no. he's stepping his <laughs> yeah. game up now. I'm like, well... <laughs> yeah, I think he worked his worked himself out of that talk. It's kind of funny. We're saying send down Kaliev and Grunstrom. They both have three goals apiece with right. with twelve minutes time. Right. I mean, I could see them not making any changes for Wednesday. Um, yeah, I thought I said that McClellan said he wasn't. They weren't going to make any changes Wednesday. Well, he said we'll see what happens in the next forty eight hours. He, he he couldn't res- respond to it yet because he had to see how Arvidsson is doing. So I don't yeah, know. This is it's tough choices here, and and what sucks, especially about our fan base, is fans are going to criticize no matter what happens, no matter who he chooses to send down, no matter how the lineup comes rolling out. So many people have their own ideas of what the line should look like, right? And three of those people that have their own ideas are right, right here, right? <laughs> yeah, we yeah. all have our own ideas of who should be playing, who should be sent down. You know, who should be first line stuff. But bottom line is, is they get paid the big bucks to make those decisions. And I, as long as we're winning. That's because we know nothing. That's why they're in the big exactly. bucks and we're that not. That's the theme, right? It is. Yeah. Uh, Rob, did you want to talk about your PP issues? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. uh, power play. I do want to talk Other- about our power play issues we've been having. <laughs> Rob, what do you think? The PP issues of... Yeah. Not being satisfying enough. Right. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> um, man, I remember talking about this in our third podcast, and I'm all, as long as we're scoring, I'm not going to say anything. Well, <sighs> that was a sigh of disappointment. <laughs> we we are we are bad. You know, we're sitting here 
three games above 500, right in the mix of things within striking distance of playoff spots. And if we could fix this thing now early, we're going to be so much better. And, and power play goals directly affect wins and losses. You know, when you're always, how many, how many games are we going to end up losing by one goal with going 0 for 3, 0 for 4 on power plays, you know, and that one goal gets us a point. And I, I just don't like chasing points, especially towards the end of the season. So if the faster we can fix it, the better. And I, I mentioned a little something about it last podcast, but are we not looking at what's going on down in our minor league system? They are, they have scored a power play goal in every single game except one. Like the game before last, they did not score. Guess what happened? They lost. Um, but they're scoring power play goals yeah. every single game. That's because they have now. Is that? They have yeah, are they that much better? Play. They have legitimate power play threats. So whenever the Kings, well, are... is it is it a talent thing? Is it a are system thing? The is Drake Johnson running the power system. play down there? I wish. See, this is when I wish we could interact with people that know because right. we just don't know. Um, you guys watch but, the rain games? Are they running like similar systems? They have well, power it's not play so threats. Like the overall systems are similar, right? But like I don't know about power play. It, I would say it's different because they are setting somebody up. I'm not even going to mention names, but they're always setting <laughs> somebody up. I'll mention the name for one timers, and the Kings have zero threats on the power play. They're, just, they're trying to play keep away, maybe see if somebody gets open. Yet when we're on the penalty kill, you see the other team, and they're setting up one-timers, legitimate threats, and scoring on us all the time. doesn't help we don't have a good uh, power play quarterback for the second unit, you know? I mean, Clegg's doing a decent job, but, but I mean... Let's say you have a good quarterback. Him, it's like Matt Roy. Like, Matt Roy's not a good power play quarterback. So the, what's the quarterback going to do when you don't have anybody that's willing to take one-timers at the net? He's just going to keep passing it to somebody else? Yeah, pass that puck in, man. <laughs> I think you should pay for the AHL package and watch the rain, Mike. These they look great on the power play. So, going along with we don't know anything. Not only are we big Kings fans, we don't even know how to pronounce the names of, of some of these Kings players. You know. <laughs> Speaking of us, um, do you see the rain or the whoever the rain broadcasters are? They're young kids. They are butchering people's names. No, they, well, are they? Or are they just going by what they're they've been told or what what the I don't think they what's are. It, what's the book called. The program book, right? You know, uh, is it Fagimo? Yeah. Is it to them? Fagimo? It's Fagimo, and it's Kochev. You know, if you if you go to Google and have uh, them do this the Swedish thing, it's just plain Fagmo. Yeah. And I want to. I don't ever question Google, but we're in California, so it's Kochev, and and Fagmo. I don't care. I don't care what it is. Just keep scoring. Hat trick last game. He's a stud. And that's that's why I'm saying if if Kaliev goes down, I wouldn't mind them just switching and giving giving him a few games just to get get his feet wet. I wouldn't mind seeing them just keep. Hey, come for five games, switch. Come for five games, switch. Come for you know just right. until one of them goes on a five game goal streak. Yeah, the, the future is so bright. I mean, the last few years, the King sucked, and the Rain sucked, and just. The rain, they look so good. Byfield started skating again too, right? So that's going to create another problem with yeah. numbers, I guess. Real quick check. <laughs> Brendan Lemieux, is is he undefeated still? Is he not lost in regulation or mm -hmm. has he lost once in regulation? 
No, because he, he was undefeated. Was he? Uh, until Winnipeg, yeah. So, but that was. I was just kidding when I that said OT, that. So, yeah. But someone pointed, someone actually said that that was true. And I'm like, no, I was just kidding. No, I guess I wasn't kidding. No. He no. hasn't, he has not lost in regulation yet, has he? Is that coincidence? When, or does his, his style of play just make us play a little bit better? Has, has his style of play, is he the spark plug? He might, he might be. He, he's making players like Lazad even play better, which is impressive. <laughs> uh, but when, when he first came to the Kings last year, I, I wasn't sure. I don't know if he bought into our system. I don't know if we bought into him. I really wasn't I, sure. I about remember him. seeing him when he came up, because uh, he came up with Winnipeg, right? And then went to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember seeing him flying around in Winnipeg, throwing the body around a lot. And I was like, oh, this guy looks good. Um, but when he came over last year, yeah, I was like, yeah. well, he's not really doing much. He was not that physical at all. But this yeah, year, and like he wasn't good. like, I don't know. It seemed like he was slow moving around, uh, always a step behind. So maybe it was just wasn't used to the systems or whatnot. Yeah, because he's a whole different player this season. Um, and Mike, it, it, I'm gonna, I'm picking on you. I'm in a bad mood. Rams lost, so but, same, same, same. Um, but forget Nothing. you, Mike. Notice the f word I used was forget, not the other yeah. word. Um, t- I'm still kind of thinking about how you said fourth line doesn't mean anything. And I'm sitting here. I am not going to discount Brendan Lemieux. uh, Hell, Blake Lazat, even though Grunstrom's kind of officially third line stuff, whatnot, but his three goals in his 11 minutes of ice time that he's been getting, you might as well call him a fourth liner. We got some guys that are, that are doing quality stuff in very limited minutes. And I think that has a lot to do with the keen success over the past couple of weeks. And I can, I think that directly refutes what you were trying to say that it don't matter. Don't tell me about no fourth line. It does. That don't mean nothing. But no, those, I, I think it means a lot. I think I was more going along the, well, I mean, I know it was going along, but I was more along the lines of uh, people making a big deal on, I guess I'm reading too much Twitter about fourth liners previous seasons. So again, my, Example was Austin Wagner, like, oh, you're going to lose Austin Wagner. You're going to put him on waivers, blah, blah, blah. Uh, But but yeah, there's a difference between a fourth liner that just isn't doing anything and a fourth liner that's actually doing something. I'll never, you know, I fight with some of my closer friends and family about Austin Wagner. I'd never minded him because I appreciated the, the generation of, scoring chances although he never finished (laughs) but you got to understand he was making six figures only and for a guy that makes six figures that comes in creates scoring chances bangs the body does what he's asked in the 10 minutes that he plays i'm never gonna complain about that would it would be nice if he finished one of his five breakaways he has every single game sure but I don't see anyone else on the top lines getting five breakaways a game. <laughs> right. While we're talking about fourth liners, I am very, very surprised that we did not get text messages or a tweet was not sent out by Mike saying, Kyle Clifford is available. The Kings need to bring him back. My favorite player ever besides Dowdy. What happened, Mike? How come we didn't get that tweet from you? Oh, I definitely an eyebrow razor for me. I was like, ah, but I like the Mew. So, yeah. Can't have Clifford and Lemieux. 
I mean, I, I hope, could, but it wouldn't make sense. I, I'm going to go ahead and say we will not be adding any kind of waiver additions for quite some time. With we're we're going to be anything, having waiver subtraction exactly. That's, that's what I was throughout the whole season. So. It, but you know what? This is a good problem to have. It's a problem we have not had for a long time. And as much as it sucks and you don't know who to play, who to send up, or who to send down, who to bring up, I'd much rather be in this position than where we were a few years ago. So out of the two, if it's just Kapari or Kaliev, who do you send down if you're the coach? I send out Kaliev simply because he's a winger. And he's, and he's wait, younger. Wait, Definitely Kaliev is next. Before Kapari, just yeah, because of the yeah, age. Yeah, I agree. Kaliev should go down and play <clears throat> top six minutes down in uh, Ontario. I have no idea what Filardi's future is going to be with the Kings. It is so up in the air. Package deal. Yeah. But you can't package yeah, deal him. so low right now. You're going to send him down to the <laughs> AHL to package deal him? you got to play him in NHL games if you want to package deal him. Um, but yeah, I mean, who's, who's looked better, Kapari or Filardi? Because I'm going to say Kapari's looked better. I, neither one of them. Kapari has no. You're right. Better, not neither one yeah. of them. Of the no, two you're right. Better. Kapari has looked better, but neither one of them have looked. Yeah. Neither no, you know what? No, because Velarde, just his couple flashes of of sickness is pretty impressive. Where Kapari hasn't been as bad as Velarde. Well, don't forget. But I think Velarde's been better than Kapari. But don't forget that your Velarde's also. I guess the leader in minus right now. So yeah, he's shown flashes, but he's very inconsistent and he's getting scored on. Hey, speaking of which, my boy, that if I could if I was allowed to have a baby, I would want Kopitar to be the father. <laughs> my boy Kopitar. Oh, I thought you were gonna, I minus. Thought you were say I follow. Yeah. No. Uh Kopitar is a minus two right now. I saw that. I saw that. I still mean, still point per game. That's half as bad as uh, your boy uh, Olimata, which is crazy. <laughs> yeah, we've got some uh, got some dashes out there when you when you're taking a look at at the plus minuses. Right. But but Mikey Anderson and and Bjornfoot studs plus nine plus seven respectively. Whew. You know what's crazy is that Kopitar is getting a lot more offensive zone faceoffs this year and he's a minus and prior years he was getting all the defensive zone faceoffs and was a plus how does that work out it's kind of crazy. um well little off the rails here no structure that's that's the <laughs> no. name of our podcast absolutely um i was talking with my brother saturday when he we watch we watch the king's games on saturdays together um it's cute it is. Um, at least I like to watch the Kings games, Michael. Not unpacking. I got kids. Um, Philip Deneau, I was telling him, I'm starting to appreciate him even more now that I'm starting to understand what he's going to do when he's coming up with the puck. You know, so many guys like to just dump it into the corner, try and beat the guy, smash the guy, get, you know, retrieve. He likes to like, Curl around, right around the blue line, hold on to the puck, stay up against the boards. Wait for that line change to happen. Yeah, and and now that I can start predicting what he's going to do, now it's not so 
you know, now that's not so foreign to me. You know, I could start enjoying a little more of what he's doing and get a little more appreciation for for what he does. It's good stuff. All right. Loving it. Loving the Dino love. Good job, Rob. Yeah, he's 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 fun to watch right now. I I I, I like little nuances, guys that do stuff that people that normal fans don't really understand or pay attention to. We used to be the Kings used to be really, really good at at board work and getting pucks, you know, retrieving them and getting them on the board. And that's kind of gone away the past few seasons. The glory days. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Rob. How do you think the Kings compare, you know, to teams like Washington and Carolina? Funny you should ask, Rodney, since those are the next two teams we're playing. Right? Yep. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. Figure out this 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 is going to tell us where we're at. You Memory know, stick. We we look like we were running in sand against Ottawa, but seriously, the rain could have beat Ottawa that night with with all their scratches for COVID protocol and whatnot. Um, and then we didn't win our last game. So are things starting to come back down to earth for us or not? I don't know, but I'll tell you what, if we don't play to our potential, to the top of our potential, these next two games could get ugly for us. So I, I hope we go out there and, and say, Hey, measuring stick time and show them everybody just how large our penises are, you know? Right. But um, you agree with that, Mike? Uh, to use uh, Rob's terminology, it's gonna be a girthy uh, road trip here. You know? When you talk about road trip, it's a homestand. It's not stand. road. It's, they're coming I mean, home a homestand. Yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry. Uh, we know nothing, people. We know yeah. nothing. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> no, I'm just looking at the schedule right now. Uh, yeah. Capitals, Canes. Those be two tough games. Coyotes, Maple Leafs, Centers, and the Ducks. Everyone, everyone, and their mother as called if you go and look right now on all the power rankings carolina hurricanes are either number one or number two on everybody's power power rankings yep. um if it's a canadian power ranking they'll have the the oilers up there just because not the oilers not the leafs right after them yeah. yeah whatever even though we just beat the leafs but no matter what it is carolina is everyone's consensus top one two teams in the league and if we could go out there and smack them around come out victorious it'll be a big feather in our cap agreed and yes yes people i'm saying our like if i'm part of the team because that's what fans do yes if you don't like it suck it <laughs> when we play the washington capitals there is a player you, you want to talk about stupid dreams and and fan talk stuff have never happened i want tom wilson in a king's <laughs> uniform so badly right so badly he's he's the perfect human being he really is <laughs> he's damn good looking he's fast he's tough he's skilled um barry trotz actually called him the perfect hockey player i'm calling him the perfect human being <laughs> and if he was in a king's uniform that would be a jersey i'd be my son has an actual capitals Tom Wilson jersey. He loves Tom Wilson. 
I'm going to say that's very high praise because the last person I've heard you say that about uh, was the Yarmir Yager, which never came to fruition. But yeah. that is oh, high man. praise. High praise. I, I love me some Jags right? for sure. Right. I thought Kovacek was on the list too. Of oh, I love Kovacek. Hey, the, the sucker scored 400 plus NHL goals and left in the middle of his, his career. He, he would easily be a 500 goal scorer. He left in his prime. That's a prime. He he went to the Stanley Cup final. Um, I'm just saying, I, th- I thought that would be the last and, time. And the Kings misused him. Plain and simple. The Kings misused him. Uh, what other topics you guys want to cover? I don't know. You want to talk about you want to talk about guys we haven't talked about yet? Disappointments. Trevor Moore, I love him, yet he only has two points in fifteen games. Yeah, he should be on our fourth line. Um, once we get our healthy healthy people back in the lineup. Um, no, here's something. Here, positive positive note. AA Anthony, see you. Yep. Five points in five games. Yep. He's looked good. That's my boy right, right there. there. I mean, right, Mike. Comes <laughs> in, does does a job. You know, plays with tempo and pace there was fun a, to watch um more and more more and more dustin brown is looking like a third liner to me yes 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 i love dustin brown love you dustin time to go to third line dustin. And, and still you can still dustin brown's playing 18 minutes a game you can take away a couple of those minutes yeah just a couple just play him 15 16 minutes down on the third line Still get his power play stuff for him to stand in front of Ned and bang around. Man, stuff. Did we even talk about the? He destroyed oh, yeah. two people in a row. He did two awesome. games in a row. He destroyed people. I loved it. Yeah, it was like the old "What can Brown do for you?" days. Yeah, that was that yeah. was awesome to see. Um, the the one he did to Suzuki, I think, was a direct uh, answer to them when they smashed the party earlier in the yeah. game. Oh, yeah, they yeah. took a run at him. Yeah. And I think that's why Brown kind of stood over him and, and gave him a little little look. I don't know if he barked anything at him either. You know, like, those were Kapari, bitch! <laughs> but there was there was a definite message in that shoulder check. Yeah. Open eye shoulder check. It was, it was a thing of beauty. Loved it. Yeah, if that was the NFL, he'd Definitely would have got a taunting call on that one, but I know exactly <laughs> what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe uh, Brown next to Kapari on the third line wouldn't be too bad, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Third line where we're at is not checking line stuff or anything like that. It's, it still needs production, and and I think he would be great with two of the younger kids going out there creating room kind of enforcing some things a little bit, you know, making sure people aren't taking liberties with the younger guys, whatnot. It, it can happen. And I think it should happen. Make it happen, Mike. Make it happen. <laughs> yeah, Mike. Put uh, Kempe, Kopitar, and Arvidsson top line? Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm still – Everyone's loving themselves some Kempe's production and all that stuff. And, yes, the production I'm loving, but it's it's some ugly production. I still not – I'm still not a fan. I'm still He's not. A, that's that's his uh, his career has been uh, leaving you wanting more, right? Well, 
it's what we touched on earlier too. The two million dollar price tag is the only reason why I'm not absolutely flipping out yeah. about why is why is he getting this time or why is he getting that time or his production numbers this. But he's making two million dollars and and he's he's putting up some points. Oh, and I'm always going to revert back to our preview special. If you guys haven't seen it, go back, take a look, watch it. It's it's an hour long, but it's we we talk about a lot of things in there. And we do talk about predictions and teams and upcoming whatnot. And so far, Kraken's in the last. And the California teams are representing right now. Yeah. I'll not that it matters because screw the other two California teams, but <laughs> at least we're not dog shit. Right. Like the Kraken. And but hey, and I'll I'll swallow some some pride here because I said Pacific Division was the worst division in hockey. We might be the second best division. The Metropolitan Division is is pretty daunting. They're they're pretty good. Um, but the Pacific Division, we're no slouches. When you're when your worst team is the expansion team, that's understandable. But beyond that, everyone else is a tough tough beat. There's tough not easy walkovers sure. like the Coyotes and the and the Blackhawks, Black <laughs> you know, or or uh, who are the crappy teams in 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 the east there's two crappy teams in the east too uh ottawa <laughs> and montreal yeah montreal for sure oh yeah for sure but central and and the east or not the east fuck what am i saying atlantic um is it the atlantic the atlantic yes they they have a couple freebies in there the, the way they've been playing and there's no there's no freebies in the pacific because the Kraken's so awesome, that everyone <laughs> said they're going to make the playoffs just like the Knights, because we're smart. Fucking idiots! <laughs> they suck. Let's talk about why. Uh, why is our fan attendance so low? Do you think it's like COVID regulations? Do you think it's people scared to come in there because of COVID? Do you think it's it's a combination of lots of things? it's it is covid it is that extra hoop you got to jump through yeah to, but you then know, you to look go at, into a building with you, more than a thousand people but then you look at the nfl and and it's in but california as it, well and their stadiums are packed What's up but that? that's because you know, it's outdoors it's a little different in it true um but also do you have to wear masks do you have to wear masks at the the football games no not outdoors yeah i don't know how i don't know i'm not a freaking yeah i don't know like when i went to the game like after looking back i was like yeah like do we want to do that sit through another game with the mask on the whole time i hope one of our 13 followers are sitting there these guys are so stupid they don't even know mask regulations i hope that's happening right now. that'd be so awesome um but also i think people just aren't going yet because there's so many other alternatives coming back because we're still coming back from COVID, right? People are still doing things they haven't done in two years. And with college football still in the, I mean, right in the meat of things, right? Um, NFL starting to come down to every game's going to start meaning, are we going to make the playoffs? Are we not going to make the playoffs? We just finished baseball season. And the basketball season 
yeah. is, is kicking off. There's there's lots of options for people to go and do something that they haven't done in two years. Sadly, and what it is is the Kings are we're kind of stepchildren in LA. I don't. It is what it is. There's and we came off a slow start. Yeah, which, but still, there's twenty thousand Kings fans in the world, right? Yeah, that. But yeah. all twenty thousand of us are are pretty passionate about it. That we got we have the Lakers and the Rams and the Dodgers building super teams with like nothing but stars <laughs> on their teams, and we're trying to build the right way with like through the farm yeah. system. Like LA doesn't care about that, you know. But that's I I just think the attendance is is down just because there's just so many other things people kind of want to do, and with the extra hoops and all that stuff, they're they're saving that for when they're really bored. Hey, so you guys watch uh, more of the rain games? Uh, how's Kachev looking down there? He you think, you think he's coming back anytime soon? No, I don't know. He refuses to shoot, man. Yeah, so he he no, will dangle. He'll he'll dangle around a couple skaters. It looks really good, but whenever he has an open shot, he's he yeah, like Rob was saying, he'll he'll look for he'll look for the pass. He needs to have more of a shoot for his mentality. Although although I did see him shoot the puck a couple times last game on the power play, but it was almost those were I mean absolute no option nothing no option but to shoot. But he's he's he is definitely pass first. And and then when he did shoot, he flubbed one of his shots, and the other one was kind of why I don't know if that's typical. I haven't seen enough of him to know what's typical of him. But he is. He's very skilled. He is slick and smooth still. He's very skilled. He needs to get more involved in the the grinding game, down low, that kind of stuff, fighting for the puck in the corners, that kind of thing. He doesn't really do that at all, which I think is the Kings are looking for that just a little bit. North, just a little bit. That's the North American game. He's, yeah. still, he's still trying to learn. Um, speaking of North American game, Mike, you would have loved the last two games against the Roadrunners, the rain. It was just an absolute slugfest, both on the <laughs> scoreboard and in the penalty box. It's crazy. It, right. it was some crazy old school, typical, stereotypical hockey. I mean, just fights and goals and fights and goals. It was pretty cool. <laughs> hey, I we did not. Wait. Give our our love to to Quick and Peterson though. If we didn't talk about the goalies, unbelievable. Both goalies playing really good right now, playing solid. Um, numbers nine nine thirty five save percentage for Quickie with a one point nine eight goals against is legit. Right over eight games. Now, can he sustain that the whole season? Normally, I'd say no, but we're talking Jonathan Quick here. It's Jonathan Quick. Anything's possible with that guy. He's too he's quick. Just, he's too quick. Yeah. No, he's he's a stud. Yes. He he's a two-time cup winner. Yeah. I'm I'm not going to put anything past him. Now, 935 is pretty hefty. And the sub-two goals against, you know, we're, it is the new NHL. They are, but, man, what a great. What a great seven out of his eight games have been. Yeah, it's like I said uh, last time, you know, our last episode that uh, that competition throughout the lineup and definitely helps. Peterson and Quick both look good right now, especially Quick. He's looking really good. Is Peterson still 
Our number one? TBD. 1A, 1B? I mean, he's is got it, he's got I, to earn it right now. Right now, Quick is outplaying him just a little bit. I'd say if like today or tomorrow was Stanley Cup Game Seven, Quick starting. Um, I don't know of any other teams in the league that have the true one A one B. I think there's, I think there are teams out there that have a good backup that sit there and and they like to give them lip service and say he's one B. But I think most teams have a number one. Most. There might be one or two out there. But the Kings is one of those teams that we truly have 1A, 1B. Yeah, I feel like it's a situation where we're one of the few teams, like you said, Rob, that if one of our goalies got hurt, we feel completely confident that we have a number one goalie still. And and the guys down, down in the farm system, they've, you know, preseason stuff when sparks came up when Jalalta came up and stuff like that they they're serviceable to be backup goalies for right. our number ones if if one of them get hurt whatnot so yeah i'm not i'm not too worried about our goalie situation just quite yet does that mean we could trade one of them i wouldn't there's no need to well do you see a situation to where you would trade one of them Come deadline, if we're in the mix, do you trade one to to get something? I would say if we're out of the mix and somebody's offering up a first and something for quick, I mean, you can't really say no to that, right? Right. Rodney, do you understand what I'm saying? You're You're saying if we're still in the mix, yeah. So if we're in the mix, I'm saying no, don't trade them. If we're in the mix, I'm going to say, yeah, if we can still upgrade our team. They're both playing great. Um, trust the farm system. Bring somebody but up. You only to back need up. one. Yeah, right. To go to going into the playoffs, there's no way you're going back and forth. You got to choose one. It's not the regular season anymore. Well, so, what if somebody gets hurt? Then you have none. Well, it, then, you just, then it gets hurt and your season's over. Who gives a shit? <laughs> you chalk it up True. till we got hurt, and nothing you can do about it. Or better yet, Valalta comes up and and he gets playoff experience. I don't know. That's that's that'll be interesting as we as we move forward. We're fifteen games in. Fifteen games into the season. Not that. What is that? A uh, a fifth of the way. Here we go. Mikey, I will give you $2 if you say right now, look into the camera and say, I want an arty party in my mouth. Pass. Second week in a row, pass. But all right, everyone, that is our show for today. Don't forget to forecheck that like button. Subscribe. High stick that notification bell. Till next time, go Kings, go. Woohoo! Go Kings. Woo!